Hey there, hustlers, and welcome to another episode of the Corporate Side Hustler Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the nine milestones to take your business idea out of your head, onto the page, and into the market. I'd like to introduce to you our guest speaker, Kay. Now, Kay is a business and patent lawyer currently working a full-time corporate gig. Although she typically serves clients that have big companies, she gets most excited about helping those solopreneurs and side hustlers who are truly passionate about their business ideas. She's also a mama to a 16-month-old daughter, lover of good coffee, and lives in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's meet Kay. Hey there, hustlers. I am excited because we have another guest speaker and it's about a topic that I know that you all hit me up in the DMs so often about when you get this idea and you're just unsure of how to move it to paper and then put it out into the world and all that kind of good stuff. And I happen to connect with an individual on Instagram that is going to help us really bring this all together. So with that said, welcome to the episode, Kay. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for bringing me on. I also love this topic, so I'm super excited to chat about it. Yay. Good, good, good. We're so excited to have you. So with that said, we'd love just to hear from your lips a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So like you said, my name is Kay and I am a corporate lawyer. I have a full-time job at a pharmaceutical company. I do a mixed bag of things there, everything from intellectual property to business contracts, and then all sorts of random things that come up in running a business. And then I am also a side hustler. And what I do is called yes. Startup Hard Up. And I like to educate and equip everyday entrepreneurs with the skills and materials to essentially get the idea as you mentioned, out of their head, onto the page, and into the market. So what I love is that you're on the corporate side hustler and you are still side hustling. So what, <laughs> what actually sparked that interest to start your own side hustle? So I've been interested for a few years. I'm a little bit of a late bloomer entrepreneur. It wasn't the I wasn't the kind of person that dreamed of being an entrepreneur growing up. I was kind of following whatever felt right at the time. And that took me to law school, which then led me into intellectual property, which is the type of law that protects ideas. So by way of like that path, I ended up being exposed to a lot of early stage inventors and entrepreneurs with business ideas. And what I discovered is that the excitement around that stage of building a business is insane. It's just like so cool to be around. It's great to be a part of. And so I've always, since I started practicing intellectual property law, which was about seven years ago, I sort of had something in the back of my head brewing like, man, I could really help these people, but how? And it wasn't until I became a mama um, when I had a maternity leave that I thought, oh my gosh, I have all this time. I'm exhausted, but I'm like awake. <laughs> so I started actually putting pen to paper and I didn't have my typical career and work obligations. So I started building out what became a guided workbook for entrepreneurs to essentially DIY building their business from scratch. I first of all can relate to that so much. And Kay and I were actually just talking about this before we hit the record button. Our little ones are only a few months apart. And it's funny because the corporate side hustler podcast was, I, I tell everyone it was birth during my maternity leave. So I can totally relate to <laughs> that feeling that you're referring to where you were so exhausted, but you were yes. awake and it's 
not having the day job obligations allowed you to just be in this free creative space of, hey, how do I make an impact doing something that I'm already doing on a regular basis, but now on my own and kind of create my own rules. So love that that's where it exactly. starts. So six, well, about 16 months ago, right? This is when you birthed this that's workbook. Right. <laughs> well, that's when I started writing it and I finished it. My goal was to finish it by the end of my maternity leave so that from that point forward, I could do the beta testing and getting into actual customers' hands and building a brand and that sort of thing. So, but a lot of that initial building and mind work where I was like really into my computer, like typing away, okay, what am I going to put into this workbook? That was all done during that maternity leave. I like it. I like it. So as you're beta testing and you're interacting with these other individuals and putting this workbook out into the market, were you noticing that there was this kind of theme of individuals having a hard time with getting that idea out of their head onto paper or onto the page? Oh, yeah. So what I definitely saw is that for one almost everybody around me, and this is this is a personal observation, everybody has an idea for something. Everybody gets excited about some prospect of starting a business of their own one day, or at least taking a passion project to like the next stage. But so few people actually do it. And so that's the first disconnect that I saw. I was like, why does everyone have all these ideas that fill their heart with so much joy, but then they don't, do, they don't ever do anything about it. And I one realized through observation, but two, through building my own business that, wow, there's a lot to this. And it's not necessarily obvious at upfront. It's really exciting to brainstorm and, and make that decision. Yeah, I'm going to do this. But then there's so much to the business building that the information is really, it's almost like information overload, which is why I wanted to simplify the information down. But when you go to Google, you know, how do I start a new business in this? you can easily just click the X and be like, you know what? Maybe I'm not, I'm not going to do it after all. I can't do it. So it's like that doubt. And so I just felt compelled, like, no, wait, it's actually not that hard. You just, you need to know kind of like, what are the big picture steps and then set your goals and, and that sort of thing. So that's how I wanted to, to sort of get people into that space. It's like, yes, you can, you can do this. Yes. Yes, you can. And I'm sure all my listeners are getting excited about this because even with my existing clients, even with my existing students, they have this idea. And as I start to coach them and as I start to give them some things that to help them put themselves out into, into a visibility factor, they also start to talk themselves out of this idea automatically. So everything you're talking about is so real, even for individuals that even hit the start button in trying to make this possible. So curious, how do you, like, if you had steps, how would you break down step number one and what someone would need to do with this idea? So assuming they have their idea, that's, that's definitely the prerequisite. Um, Once you have your idea, the first step is to stop that kind of careless brainstorming and, and stop keeping it all in your head and just literally start writing it down. So I call this mindful ideation. And this is one of nine business launch milestones is what I call them. And these are essentially the pillars of as you're taking the idea and creating a business and getting to the point of actually launching it out into the world, you need to touch on each of these milestones. They're like progress indicators in a way. Um, But the first step is mindful ideation. So that's brainstorming, but purposefully, and you want it to be productive rather than just sort of, you know, all willy nilly sitting around the bonfire, like, Hey, wouldn't it be a great idea if this, but no, like we're 
we're serious now. That's what I call mindful ideation. I'm curious. So with the mindful ideation piece, is there a timer that someone should be setting so that way they don't go down this rabbit hole of putting too many ideas out there? Or is it kind of free writing? Well, you know, it's a little bit of both. I I would say that the timer is less actual time. Um, Like you could take as long as you want, weeks, months, however much time you have in your free time, essentially. But what you want to accomplish and get out of mindful ideation is to make sure that you identify one What is the problem or market need that you're trying to solve? What are the existing solutions out there? How is yours different? Just start answering those questions in a big picture way. And then you can move into the next milestone, which would be market research. But with mindful ideation, you're really sort of like fleshing out the idea itself rather than just letting it float around in your head. So ladies, you guys know, I talk about this often. I love post-its and large post-it boards. So as Kay is sharing these tips with us, I'm already visualizing like have this nice big post-it board where you can just free write some of the ideas that you have. Because I think that would give you to Kay's point, this good visual of what's in your mind that you can put out there that exists today that you want to implement or make different and things that nature. So you said the second piece is market research. Yeah. So market research, I think, is actually one of the pieces that a lot of people miss. And it can be as easy or as difficult as you make it. And I say that even going to Google and Googling, where is the market growth for X industry? Like, what is your industry? What is your niche? Is it growing? Is it stagnant? Is it declining? That'll help you sort of get an idea of whether it's a good industry to be getting into in the first place. But another part of market research is simply understanding who are your competitors. So with your post-it board, write down a few of the big boys, right? Like the ones that you're like, one day I'm going to be competing with them. So write them down. What are their products or their services that are similar to yours? And then sort of go down to medium size and then smaller size. Understand where you fit into the big picture of who's already out there. And ultimately, what you're going to want to be doing is distinguishing yourself. And so you're going to be looking at like, what are they offering? Okay, but what am I doing a little bit different? And sometimes it's simply that you're you. That's okay, especially with service providers, but really understanding what is the market? That's your market research. Love it. Love it. Okay. And then step three. So step three is going to be what I call product development. And to clarify to product encompasses, at least in the startup hardup world, which is my world, um, digital, physical, or service-based. I consider that a product because what it is, it's a thing that you're selling. And so product development is simply that process of designing, building kind of like a prototype version of it, and then getting it into actual customers' hands. Sometimes that part is for free. It's what you would call a minimum viable product, like a very early stage version and getting their feedback. And you could do that with a survey. Afterward, you can do it with an actual conversation. Um, You can basically collect information and data. That way you can tweak your product because your product that you have envisioned from the start might change. Actually, it probably will change. (laughs) I think it's pretty likely that it will. So then you want to incorporate that feedback. And also, this is a point in the process where you don't want to have hard feelings because people will give you feedback and you need to recognize that the customers, not that, you know, the whole customers are always right, but that their feedback really, really matters. It's super valuable. So you want to be listening intently and don't be married to your original idea or your brand name or whatever 
part is incorporate that feedback. That's all part of the product development process. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So then moving along, what's the next step? Okay. So the next step is what I call pitch perfection. This is milestone four of the nine of business launch. So you've gone through actually quite a lot of fleshing out your idea and looking into the market and understanding what's out there, who you're up against and what your product ultimately is going to be. And as you know, a lot of this is kind of cyclical. So you'll be bouncing in and out of the different milestones along the way. But with pitch perfection, this is perfecting essentially your pitch strategy. And there are two pitches at least, but the two that I really focus on is one, your pitch to your customers and two, your pitch to strategic partners and those who also have platforms, maybe influencers or people who are in your space that you could collaborate with in some way. You can't just cold call without a plan. So that's why I call it perfecting your pitch. You need to write out, well, I think writing, you'll see the theme throughout this is that I actually am very in love with physically writing down this stuff into an actual notebook or journal or workbook because you're like holding your dreams and your business in your hand and it's easy to flip the pages and anyway so write it down <laughs> and practice it that way when you are presented with one an opportunity that either you create because you found someone and you put them on your list of people that you really want to contact or it just happens out there naturally in the world you're ready you have your pitch, you know what you're going to say, you know who your audience is, and you're ready to say it. And that also includes a little bit of understanding where your weak points are. So that if that comes up, you're not like sitting there not knowing what to say. You already kind right. of have an answer ready. And I just want to add to that because I think you're spot on. There is something that happens in our psyche when we physically are writing something out. And I, it's it, there's something that just allows us to get more connected to it. I noticed that it's almost like driving, right? And you have a GPS. If you're using the GPS, you're not really mindful of when you're actually turning left or right. You're just kind of going through the motions. But when you have to physically follow like a paper map, you're more aware of what's happening. So to your point, physically writing it is going to help you perfect that pitch. It's going to help you get your thoughts out there. So when the time is right, you're not fumbling over your words. You're exactly. actually coming from a place of connection. Yeah. We are so connected right now in a digital world and we are, we, we consume and create so much digital media, whether it's texting or just being online. I find that when I write down my ideas into my phone or Google docs, they're lost forever. I might as well Correct. have never written it down. Yeah. So that's Same. why I really, really like physically writing things down. And I'm a to-do list girl. Same. You mentioned post-its. Like I have to-do yep. lists left and right. I combine them. I rewrite them. I cross them out. I'm always physically writing it. And I think you're right. That driving example is so good. It's like a physical, <laughs> you're part of it. It's you're more there. Yeah. You're, you're more there. You're with it. Yeah. I love Agreed. It. Agreed. Okay. So walk us through step number five. Okay. So step number five, I like to bring in intellectual property law at this point. I'm a lawyer, so I think about this a lot. Intellectual property covers essentially branding things like trademarks and logos, copyright if you're creating creative materials, patents if you're dealing with kind of an invention or something that you might be wanting to patent. And also I think a little bit less thought of is confidential information. So no matter what type of business you're making, you have intellectual property. 
You do. And I think that it's interesting because nowadays versus a couple decades ago, when companies are sold later on, you know, way after they're built, they're they're super successful and they're they're sold. Intellectual property is a massive asset for a company when it sells. So to start thinking about what you have, it may be your customer list, it may be your it could be your email list, it could be your recipe for cookies that you sell, or if you sell like a skin cream, what is your recipe? That's the kind of information that you don't want to be just giving out without a confidentiality agreement in place. And if somebody does have an invention, which is a little less common, but if you think you might have a patentable invention, you got to talk to an attorney ASAP because you could lose your rights if you talk to anybody, even a manufacturer, without filing a provisional patent. So I like to keep IP kind of top of mind at this stage. And if it doesn't apply to your particular business, then you know you can move on from it. But at a minimum, your contacts, your customer list, your vendor list, all those things, it's valuable. Absolutely. Absolutely. These are such great items that you're going through. And what I love is it's almost like a checklist, if you will, of things that you need. And to your point, Kay, if your business or your product, I should say, doesn't need anything patent or anything like that, it's still just good to keep top of mind because you would hate to be six months into this realizing that you didn't take the necessary steps to protect yourself and your product. Exactly. And I think I love that you call it a checklist. I think that is exactly what it is. And to our point earlier, where people are too intimidated, or maybe they get into starting their business and they give up early, I think it's because they maybe aren't aware of all of these sort of big picture tasks. And if they know about it up front and are thinking about it from the beginning, then it will be less scary when it get to it. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Take us to step number six. Okay. So step number six is related to intellectual property, but it's more broad. And I just call this legal protection. So this is taking steps to protect your personal and business assets. So basically some of the most common things, if you're serious about your business, ready to start taking in money, you're going to go through the formalities like creating an LLC, which is a limited liability company, or something else depending on, but I tend to recommend LLC for someone just starting out. What that does is it protects your personal assets. So if you got into an issue with your business where you owed debts and you didn't have an LLC or something like that in place, then you would be personally liable. So your house, your car, right? Like you have assets. And if you separate yourself from your business and have a separate business bank account and take these steps Make sure if you're in something, say you're a fitness trainer, you're going to want to get insurance because people can get hurt doing fitness. So cover your assets, right? <laughs> so that that's why I say start thinking about legal protection early, even though it's maybe not the most fun thing to think about. And that's another thing you can honestly Google. What is your particular industry? What do I need? And you can find a lot of information before you ever have to actually call a lawyer. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Okay. And uh, take us to step number seven. Okay. So step number seven is one of the most fun steps in my opinion, and also one of the most important, and that is brand creation. So I realized on my own business journey, once I sat down and wrote a mission statement and my core values, all of a sudden making my decisions around the business was so easy because if it didn't align 
with my mission and with my values, I said no. Or if it did perfectly, it was an easy yes. And that goes to like product development, partnering opportunities, even content creation. So and other elements of branding, I actually find branding to be a very like big, complex task. (laughs) Um, But it also includes things like the aesthetic of your brand and the feel of your brand, um, the community of your brand, like that kind of thing. So, but brand creation, I definitely find to be, it gets really fun. (laughs) I like it. Okay. All right. And then milestone number eight. Okay. Milestone number eight. Now that we've like gone through all this, um, really a lot of in the background, building up what your business is, what your product is, understanding who your customers are, marketing strategy. So I think that you can really, you can create your Instagram handle on day one. That's no problem, especially because Instagram is a great place to start collecting customer feedback and observing customer and client behavior, see what kind of questions they're asking and building your community up. But marketing strategy is taking these active steps and building out for example, for example, calendaring out what is your content strategy for the next month, the next six months, the next year? Um, what kind of platforms are you going to be on? Is it going to be Facebook and Instagram? Or we've got plenty of brick and mortar businesses out there. Maybe they're looking into farmers markets and trade shows and they need to create physical flyers. So marketing strategy, I couldn't describe in under a minute or two because it's such a big undertaking. But more than anything, I think it's identifying what your value messaging is and then creating your plan for getting it out to the people who need to hear it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And then final step, number nine. Final step. So it's actually more, It's this is where it truly is a milestone and not so much a step. And I call this one launch party. It's just a celebration, but it does include creating hype and anticipation and excitement around the new product that you're now ready to launch out into the world formally and, and get people excited and start making sales and high five yourself because like, that was amazing. It's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> like you just went through all of this. You just went through all of this. Yes. So what I love is that um, Kay is providing us a freebie that will capture all of this. But I do want to recap this at a high level because these are the nine milestones. But Kay is also doing a really nice job of breaking them into three buckets. So that way, it's really easy to understand what you're focusing on with each milestone that you're going through. So to recap from a product perspective, and again, to Kay's point, this could be physical, digital, or service. Milestone number one is the mindful ideation. Milestone number two is the market research. Milestone number three is product development. Did I capture that correctly for the first portion? You got it. All right. Then the second part is formalities. So this is the legal component of everything that you're going to be looking into. And again, if you don't know if it's the right time to get a lawyer, like Kay said, you can quickly Google based off your product to see what you need first. So that way you're kind of getting yourself prepared. But milestone number four is legal protection. Milestone number five is intellectual property. And then I know the launch is at the end, but that's the legal component that you want to do. And then there's the market research portion, which is pitch perfection, brand creation, marketing strategy, and then the launch. 
Is that correct? That's right. And they are, sometimes they get a little mixed up in the middle. And the reason why I brought up intellectual property early on is just so people don't lose their rights like accidentally. Um, But so, you know, of course, like I'm a lawyer, so I'm like, you got to be thinking about law like up front. But yeah, you got it. It's like the product and product development. And then you're thinking about market and market research and then legal and formalities and operations. That's exactly right. And everything that we're saying, I know, I know all of us, when we hear some of these things, we get super excited because when we have direction, it really helps us. But I also know that when we get past like step number three or step number five, we start to feel overwhelmed. But the good thing is these are part of the freebie that's going to help you really brainstorm some things. And everything that Kay and I are talking about is when you put pen to paper, it really helps you connect with the product. It really helps you connect with what you want to put out there. But curious before we share where people can start following you, do you have any suggestions on how someone keeps all of this organized? Because it's, I know for myself, if I have several different notebooks, so I don't know if you have any tips on how do they make sure that these nine, nine milestones are captured in a way that they don't lose track of what they're putting on paper. Yeah, definitely. So one one option is to simply take an empty notebook or a journal or something that is a blank slate. And I would tab the top one through nine milestones and write it and leave a few pages for each one. That's the DIY free version. I also have a workbook where I have included all of these milestones along with specific questions and prompts that really prompts you to answer the questions that maybe you didn't know you needed to answer. And it's all in one place. It's all in one workbook. It's called the idea to launch workbook. Love it. Okay. That is so helpful. And I'm smiling because I know that my hustlers are always looking for easy ways to capture their information. So that way they don't get it lost because just like us, (laughs) they're also juggling being a mom. They're also juggling just other fun things outside of the day job and side hustle. So thank you for including that in this episode. With that said, how can people get connected with you? So that way, if they have additional questions or if they just want to follow you in general, what's the best way to stay connected? Yeah. So Instagram is where I'm the most active and that's at Startup Hardup. And I also have a website, startuphardup.com. If you do startuphardup.com slash milestones, it will actually take you to a visual breakdown of all of the milestones we talked about today with explanation of what, why, and how. And then I also have the freebie, which is at startuphardup.com slash business plan. Love it. I love a good visual. Uh, so I know my, uh, my listeners will appreciate it as well. All the links that Kate just referenced will be in the show notes. So don't worry if you didn't capture that on your pad or on your phone. We will take care of you so that way you're able to just click on those links. And I definitely recommend following Kay on Instagram. You'll get to know her on a personal level. You get to know more things about what's going on in her biz. And she's just a great resource with so much knowledge, as you can see. We just got nine milestones of things (laughs) that we can do to really make sure that we bring our idea to a launch perspective. So with that said, Kay, any other final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners before we wrap up? Other than I I just really want to reiterate that if you have a business idea that you've been thinking about and you're just doubting yourself or not sure if you can do it, I just really want to say that, yes, I know you can and that you, you need a strategy, which could be these nine milestones, discipline to make sure you're working through them and heart. You gotta have your heart in it and, you know, follow something that'll make you happy. 
Well said. Well said. Thank you again so much for joining us today and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you. Bye you as well. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.